what's up everybody this is the Halliburton show and this is your host Shane Ahmad how are you guys doing tonight well today morning whatever time you're listening to the show how are you guys doing I'm doing okay guys I'm um I'm sitting here sipping some fireball mixed with um orange juice and uh, ice, so I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. It's been a, it's been a busy few days for me. I've been doing a lot of yard work, been doing a lot of things around the house, um, taking care of some lingering things, uh, lingering chores, lingering bills, lingering business things, you know. But I'm getting it done slowly but surely. You now they say Rome wasn't built in in a day. For me, it's going to take. It's been taking me about 34 years to build it, but shit, I'm still on it. But yeah, guys, I just wanted to um, come to you guys and uh, on, on this t- on today's show is going to be kind of random, so get ready. It's going to be a lot going on, so hope so hold tight. Hopefully, um, you rock with me the entire time, whether you're at work or in the car, or at home or at the gym, whatever. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, a lot a lot going on. A lot of things I've come up with that come up that I want to talk about and discuss. Um, you know, unfortunately, let's go ahead and get into it. Like. Ah, gosh, like, um, it's like every week now, there's a lot of, like, mass shootings and all this stuff going on, and now it has a lot of people, including myself, kind of hesitant and paranoid and alert when I'm in, you know, when I'm out in public, um, even when I'm at the gym, you know, I go to the gym, gym quite regularly, um, although I've never, never cared for a crowded gym, um, if the gym is somewhat crowded, you know, I find myself feeling slightly anxious. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a crowded gym. Some of these people look really weird. You know, this would be a sitting duck place, you know, like where a mass shooting could take place. Because, you know, you have a lot of these people who want to do mass shootings. They like to go get people who are occupied or just living their life, whether it's a church or a grocery store, movie theater, school, you know, um, so yeah, so hopefully Congress and the government can come up with some kind of um, something to kind of put in place to start protecting people, because you know a lot of people who were for guns and like I like if anyone knows who knows me knows I'm for guns. I have many guns. I have an arsenal um, of my own, but you know I don't go around shooting people. I have them because I just like them. I like the ability to be able to get these different guns and weapons and stuff like that. They're like toys to me, you know. Like you know, men we ne- like men we never grew up in a sin. Like a lot of us men, we have to collect things, whether it's shoes, jerseys, um, if we're still collecting, you know, action figures or Hot Wheels or um, liquor bottles or something like that. Like like most men have something that they enjoy or they just have to collect one of the things that I like to collect are guns, rifles shotguns, handguns pistols, I like that but um I can live without it, you you get what I'm saying you know, I'm 34 years old um, I'm former law enforcement you know, I've been trained with that kind of stuff, so yeah I, I have the right mind for it, but I do think there are a lot of people out there who do have mental illness of some sort and it may be underlined it may it may not even be diagnosed so a lot of these republicans are saying that you know the people you know a lot of these people during the mass shootings have mental illness i just find it kind of strange when you have white people who are shooting up places and doing it out of hate and things like that um they want to call it you know, mental illness, but if anyone black or Hispanic or a minority does anything to that magnitude, they want to call it terrorism. Um, and, you know, want to, you know, so I just, I'm just thinking like, okay, whether it's terrorism or mental illness, the, the fact of the matter is people are having access to these weapons and, and a lot of people are doing bad things about it. Um, maybe we maybe we need to up the age a little bit, you know, um, to 21 or, or something, or or um, you have to you know disclose your mental mental health situation or anything or anything like that. Granted, I don't think it'll necessarily stop anything um, in a sense. 
I mean, I think it could potentially save lives, but, you know, if a person wants a gun, they're going to get it. They may steal it from someone else, and we don't necessarily need a gun to kill people. I mean, you can take your car, you can take your car and drive it through a, you know, a parade of people and just run, you know, you know, so it's just kind of like, where does this all, like, how, how do we fix it? But I do think the government does need to put things in place to try to do it. They at least have something there to say that, hey, we're, we're at least trying, you know, the NRA and the Republicans don't want anything. They don't want, they don't want that, you know, and I think, you know, in, in a sense, the blood is on their hands, but you know, this, this country is very corrupt and I think, I think it's slowly falling. Um, you know, in the Bible, it says, you know, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. I don't think America is always going to be the top country in the world. It's just so much corruption, so much evil, so much bad things have been done here, unfortunately, to where I think it's going to rot out from the inside out. I don't think Putin or China is going to, you know, take over this country. This country is just going to just rot out from the inside out. You have a lot of hateful, evil people here. Um, it is, is what it is. It sucks. But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Like, um, it seems like every week we're getting one or two major mass shootings. It was just like, damn, what, what do we do from here? But, you know, until then, stay prayed up, stay focused, um, follow your instinct, follow your gut instinct. If you're out somewhere, or if you feel like you're going someplace and something says you need to stay home or, or, or take a different route, listen to that instinct, guys. Listen to that instinct. Whether whether you believe in God or your ancestors or whoever, there's something telling you to avoid that. Whether it could be a traffic jam or a really bad situation, y'all start listening to listening to your instincts. A lot of us we listen to you know we hear things and we just so, oh, no, I'm just going to go ahead and go with it. No. And by the way, guys, and if you're in a facility or a place like this, like, you know, and this is just my law, former law enforcement background speaking. If you're in a facility somewhere and, you know, it's kind of crowded, start getting in your mind of an exit plan. Figure out where the exit doors are. Figure out where the fire extinguishers are. Because, granted, if someone comes in shooting up a place and you don't have a gun, um, a fire extinguisher could actually help save lives. For one, um, if you know how to um, execute a fire extinguisher and use it, you could you know you could spray the the shooter. That's going to create a a barrier. It's going to you know it's going to make it hard for him to actually see, and it could potentially save your life and other people's lives. While you're spraying this guy and you're creating this huge cloud of dust and he can't see, if he can't see, he can't shoot. You know, um, you know, we had to start thinking about things like that. But anyway, enough of that kind of stuff. In this show today, I actually wanted to talk about a couple things that's been going on in, in the news media. One, the issue with Monique um, and the D.L. Hughley uh, drama that's been going on. Um, up until what, last week, I didn't know Monique and D.L. Hughley had any beefs. Um, I've always been a fan of like the Kings of Comedy, Queens of Comedy. For the Queens of Comedy, Monique was my favorite, um, you know, comedian there. For the Kings of Comedy, Kirk, uh, not Kirk Franklin, what am I talking about? Um, what's his name? Steve Harvey was actually my um, favorite King of Comedy. I've never been a fan of D.L. Hughley. I never found him funny. I've never watched any of his teeth. I've never liked anything that he was in. I don't listen to his radio show or anything like that. Um, I respect the guy because he's rich and he's in Hollywood. I would love to be in this situation. But for me, he doesn't interest in me. Like, like I have a zero interest. But Monique, on the other hand, I liked her when she was really fat and out of shape. She was a little more funnier to me. She was a little more, like, chill and, and a little more less serious um, I liked her in the Monique show, you know, not Monique show, but the, uh, what do you call it? The Parkers. I still watch that quite often, to be quite honest. Um, and then she had her, her TV show. I liked her in Precious. Um, she, she, I mean, I just, I just like Monique. Like if it, Monique's in it, I'm probably going to watch it. Um, both of the years, unfortunately, Monique has fallen, gone from this fun, kind of fun, lovely lady to this bashing, hating everybody because because things are not going away and then she takes it personal and 
and goes after people publicly and stuff like that and maybe once or twice but when you get a list of people who you're like take you know having drama with it gets kind of old and it gets to it gets to make you feel like okay sounds like you have a personal problem and maybe all this maybe a lot of this is going on you know i i don't and i i'm a person i don't think you should discredit a person when they are venting or you know voicing their grievances or whatever but it just gets to a place a point to where you start noticing trends like you know if you are a manager on a job and you start noticing a trend with an employee of the employee calling out at a certain time of the of the week or you know leaving early or you know just doing things you start noticing a trend that starts to happen then you start to like what do you want to call it you start to kind of disregard them when they have a situation because you don't think they're worth shit and that's kind of how it's, it's kind of become with Monique in my opinion um because you know Monique you know she had this thing where she blast uh D.L. Hughley over a contract dispute on stage at a comedy show and she's the headliner um apparently D.L. was upset that Monique was the headliner on the show as he felt he should have been the headliner and he has been a current comedy act over the last year as Monique has been kind of you know exiled and not getting much work um Monique uh blast uh the guy on stage apparently they already had beef and Monique went off um so Monique gets on stage on this you know about this what do you call it D.L. Higley thing and she gets up there and she's talking about you know he had a problem with her being the headliner on the show and um, and he didn't want to perform if she was going to be the headliner, you know, and, and this was in the contract and things like that. Well, um, and she just goes off and she starts attacking him and, you know, saying that, you know, his name DL is DL Hughley because he's on the on the down low. And, you know, all these things, he, he, she starts attacking this guy and stuff like that. And it got really nasty. And afterwards, Monique posted like on social media that her and DL Hughley had... Well, D.L. Hughley has been um, saying a lot of negative, bad things about her over the years, and she's just been quiet, and in that moment, she went off. Now, here's my thoughts on that. You can't talk shit about somebody, do mean shit to somebody, and expect them to react or act the way that you want. I'm a firm believer, like, if I keep my mouth shut to someone's bullshit, and they've been talking shit, saying things about me, or doing things, you know, doing things behind my back, and just putting this narrative out there about me that isn't, that isn't true, but I felt, I feel like I would rather just stay out of, I don't want the drama, so I'll just keep my mouth shut and stay over here. The moment when I decide that my behavior of staying out of it is not helping and I need to address this Lord behold it will be a wrath it will be a wrath of fire that comes out of this just because a person is quiet doesn't mean that they're scared or afraid they're just hoping you'll shut up and die down but but when they realize that you're not dying dying down they'll put your fire out and Granted, I don't necessarily like the way Monique did stuff, but at the same time, FDL has been saying things about her and stuff like that. I mean, she has, she, you know, you can't tell her how to, you can't tell her what to do, you know, how she should react. She had her platform. She got up there and she talked about him. Um, DL has a radio show. I mean, he could talk about her, you know, and things like that. Like, so I, in a sense, in the street, with the street mindset, understand how gutter. Um, Monique got you know it's just kind of like okay all bets are off the Baltimore's coming out I'm coming for this nigga or whatever I, to- I I get it but then she goes on social media and then she tries to what do you want to call it um, she tries to validate herself and Monique, Monique has this thing where she often tries to seek validation for the things that she says and does about other people that's my problem with Monique. 
if you got up on stage and you said the things that you said about uh, D.O. Hughley and his family and stuff like that, if you meant that, you should have you should have left it there and shut the hell up. Why are you dragging this out on social media, going, validating yourself, explaining why you said this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, and trying to make it seem like you're such a nice person and, you know, everybody's your sweetie and all this kind of stuff like that, when you sound like a crazed lunatic, because it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, for an example, she talked about saying, how can D.L. Hughley's wife lay down with a man like him you know um, someone who's not a protector and he wasn't there for his daughter in some kind of situation that his daughter went through when she was younger and he wasn't there to protect her you know like bashing you know saying this kind of stuff but yet you're getting on social media trying to validate what you're saying as to not being offensive and you're not meaning any harm by it what Monique are you on crack You cannot say that kind of stuff about a man, a wife, and their family and try to say that it wasn't meant to be spiteful or nasty or hurtful or anything like that. It was very nasty. And and I know Monique Monique has been attacked over the years and apparently, I, I guess, well, I've even heard on the uh, as I did research for this topic, Yale Hughley even um, discussed Monique's husband, you know, and his sexuality and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I, I get it, Monique, you know, firing off and stuff like that. But, you know, you can't, why are you firing off on someone and then trying to hide, like you're throwing your rock and trying to hide your hand? Bitch, you said what the fuck you said, let that be it. You talked about his wife, and you think his wife ain't shit because she laying with D.L. Hughley, who ain't shit because he can't protect his daughter for the stuff that she's going through and stuff like that, and he's on the D.L. and stuff like that. You said kind of stuff, you own it. Don't don't throw your rock and hide your hand, too. That's the thing with Monique that gets under my skin. Like, if you're going to do this stuff, do it. You know, say it. Say it and keep it moving. Own up to it, because I know I'm that kind of guy. If you've been talking shit about me for the longest time and I come off and blast you, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to seek validation. I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind, how I feel. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I give zero fucks about it. I'm not going to seek validation. I'm not going to elaborate on it. I'm going to tell you what the fuck I got to say. and we keep it moving. But I'm that person. If I get to that point with you, it's because you pushed and nag me. Because I'm not going to try to do that right off. So, that's the thing with Monique, Monique, like, are you stupid, lady? You know, like, Monique is, something's wrong, something, something's off. Some, something has been off with her for, for the last few years. A lot of people have been saying it's been her husband, who she calls her daddy. Um, apparently, Monique had, you know, daddy issues growing up. She calls his husband her daddy. I guess he's her manager and stuff like that. Monique needs a PR team. I don't know if she has one anymore or something, but she needs a PR team to handle this kind of, to handle this kind of stuff. And, you know, um, I don't want to, you know, I hate to knock black women, but Monique, you're just pushing the, the narrative of black women just being angry, hateful, and having the crab effect. The crab effect is when you can have a bucket and you can put a bunch of crabs in a bucket. And you know you can throw all these crabs in this bucket and probably not one crab will come out, will crawl out of that bucket because the other crabs will be pulling at it, holding it back. Granted, you know, that, that's just kind of like the narrative that you're pushing here, Monique. Like, is this how you got to handle your stuff with every with, with all these people in Hollywood? You got you to go nasty all the time? And then you try to be nice nasty. You know, you get real nasty in one moment, then you try to be nice nasty about it, and it's just kind of like, you haven't had consistent work in the last 12 years. You know, imagine how Monique would have been if she would have handled her situation differently. And I'm not saying not to speak up. I think everybody needs to speak up when they need to speak up. There's, there's, you know, there's a way to do it. 
Now, if Monique would have done this once or twice, you know, I think we all would have like, okay, we get it. But like, you're constantly doing this with people. It's not helping you. And it's making you look really crazy. If this is how you're going to operate and act, maybe you're not cut out for Hollywood. You know, maybe she's just flat out not cut out for Hollywood. You, you, you can't handle it. You know, you maybe just cannot handle it. Um, and speaking of that, here's a list of celebrities, black celebrities, might I add, that Monique has fallen out with. I have a list of it. Here we go. You ready? Whoopi Goldberg. Charlemagne and the God. You know, Charlemagne is cool. I listen to his, his uh, radio show all the time. He's from right here in South Carolina. Um, I've actually met him. He's really cool. How do you fall, fall out with him? It's just strange. Anyway, um, Roland Martin, the former news anchor dude who's on... He has his, like, news anchorish gossip uh, show on, like, YouTube. Will Packer... Cheryl Underwood, who's also a female comedian, uh, Steve Harvey, Kim Whitley, who's a, who's also a female comedian, um, Oprah, Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, um, you know, and now Dio Higley, and apparently Dio Higley's daughter, you know, she's gotten into it. Um, and it's just kind of, and then, and then the thing about it was, the thing about it is initially Monique was cool with all these people and then this turned you know something happened and she just turned on them and I hate to be like this but I'm going to go ahead and say it if I was an actor in Hollywood a black actor in Hollywood I'm a black man but I think a black man or female in Hollywood actor you don't need no beef with Oprah and you don't need any beef with Tyler Perry. If they have business deals and stuff that you don't like, you need to go ahead and handle that on the low and and move on. Those are two juggernauts that you are not going to win with. You know, you're not going to win. You are not going to win in a battle with Tyler Perry and Monique. Why? Why would you? Why would? Why would you even? Why would you even go for them? If they're doing something you don't like, and you just say to yourself, you know, I can't work with them, but I'm not going to go public about this. I'm not going to really burn the bridge with them because shit. Ten years from now, I may need them. They may, they may, they may come to me and offer me something that I may like. You know, like 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 this. What's wrong with this woman? And then the thing about Monique is she's very talented. Monique is very talented. You know, Monique came Monique came from the regular part of life. Monique Monique talked about, you know, you know, growing up in Baltimore and working fast food restaurants and, you know, working the the uh what do you call it? The uh, drive-through and stuff like that and you know, she's one of those kinds of people and I actually like Monique. I'm a fan. Monique is very funny to me. I I, I like her. You know, even the stuff that she was saying about, you know, D.L. Hughley was funny, but for it to be so malice, it's just kind of like, man, you're just constantly malice. Like, you know, you're just angry with, with a lot of stuff. Like, you know, where's your growth? Do you, like, are you growing? Um, and then, um, I don't know if you guys saw this on uh, social media, D.L. Hughley's daughter came for Monique and was basically saying, hey, look, you know, I don't like what you said about me and my my dad, the stuff that you brought up, we have got over that. We have grown from that. We have healed from that. And you're trying to open, you know, reopen wounds and stuff like that. And basically told, you know, Monique that she would give Monique her, her address and told Monique to pull up. And Monique said that, you know, that she would, but she would prefer to go on the Hughley show to talk about this. What? Now, when I heard this, I was thinking, okay, either this is a real beef or this is a fake ass beef and they're doing this to stay in the stay in the media right now you know because we all saw what Will Smith did to to Chris Rock and you know that's been going on for the last couple months maybe this is what Monique and Reno and Dio is doing to get views and get clicks and you know to stay hot because I'm thinking Monique just got up on that damn stage 
talk about this guy like a dog. Talk about his family and stuff like this. Talk about his sexuality. And now you're suggesting that you go on his radio show to talk to him about this? Why the hell would he even want to be bothered with you? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, Monique, are you nuts? Why would he want you on his talk show? Why would he why would he even want to subject himself to be in a room with you? And the thing about it, I actually, like I said, I'm not a DL Hebrew fan, but I, as I was doing research, I did go listen to a, um, him, you know, do a radio rebuttal to this about what Monique is saying. And he was basically saying, like, uh, Monique saying you know, all this stuff was in the contract, but no one's, you know, she can't come forward and show the contract. And he was saying that it wasn't a contract. It was like a memo thing that the promoter sent to both of them and nothing was finalized or something like that. Monique is saying that her husband drew up the contract and, you know, and and things like that. But there's, it's just no proof of, of any of this that any of them are talking about. It's just really, really strange. Um, so, you know, DL was like, you know, and then he said, the fact of the matter is he was in the building because he was on the same show that Monique was talking stuff about him. He said she never approached him. She never came to him about anything or anything like that. Um, And, you know, he was just taken back by it, you know, because Monique was just, you know, upset because she had found out that DL didn't like the fact that, you know, she was going to be the headliner. And I hate to say it like this. I'm just going to go, and I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not a DL Hughley fan. If D.O. Hughley was at a comedy show with Monique, and I saw both of their names on the, on you know, in, you know, in the, the title or whatever, I would know that I'm here to see Monique, and I will just deal with the D.O. Hughley part. I'll probably go order my drinks. I'll get my food, um, and I'll just suck it up and go through his, you know, his little segment until Monique came on. But. And but you know that's but unfortunately D.L. Hughley has been current for forever. He didn't take a twelve or thirteen year hit um, from going off on people and taking it to the media and and having all this drama with all these different um, people in Hollywood and stuff like this. So at the end of the day, he is a current comedian and he has been doing this um, you know nonstop. So it does kind of make sense that he would, you know, should be the headliner of the show. Monique, you're just getting back out there. You're just making up with Lee Daniels. You know, 50 Cent found you and just, you know, you know, tried to help your career. 50 Cent and T.S. Madison are, you know, trying to get you back out there. You're, you're just getting back out. And that's another thing about it. Monique, you're, you're just, you're just coming out of timeout. And here you go again acting nasty and, and spiteful and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and I know, you know, D.L. Hughley is no saint. You know, he has a mouth on him. I mean, hell, to be a fucking comedian, you have to have a mouth. Comedians are some of the smartest people in the world you can find because, you know what? They're intellectual. They're intellect. They perceive things and they're great storytellers. And they are good with words. So I know DL really, if he really wanted to, he could really fire back, you know, but you know, he's a black man. She's a woman. She's, she's clearly the aggressor here. So yeah, let her stay the aggressor while you stay the easygoing guy who's working. Who's getting, getting your bills paid. I get it. I would have done the same thing. Now behind closed doors, I would have called all kind of fat bitch and all kind of stuff like this and, and things like that. But you know, in, 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 um, you know, in front of the camera, hell no. I don't want to come off like that. I don't want people to know I talk like that. Hell no. So I'll just, you know, play it nice and, you know, do exactly what he's doing. But he basically said he's not interested in going to the show with her. He wants nothing to, work with, nothing to do with her. He's hurt, you know, he was, he's been warned about her. Um, he was very skeptical to even be on the show, this comedy show with her because of her recent, you know, you know, how she's, you know, had been over the years, which I'm sure a lot of people are probably pretty reluctant to work with this this woman um so yeah so he was like yeah i really was kind of skeptical to do this and uh monique also talked about um in her rebuttal video 
um, how she's hung out with D.L. Hughley. He's going over to her house to watch a, a fight and things like that. And, and D.L. Hughley's like, yeah, you know, I was invited over to your house. You invited me. I came, you know, um, along with a lot of other, you know, celebrities. We came over to your house and, you know, trying to, you know, talk about ideas for things and, you know, you know, work together and stuff like that. So I get it. My D.L. DL Hughley said, but I just think, you know, people say, oh, you can't get mad at Monique how she reacted. Not necessarily mad at how she reacted. I just think with the grand scheme of things of how she's been reacting to things over the last several years, it gets to a point at her age to where you think to yourself, um, what's really going on? What's really going on? You're lashing out a lot and you know, someone, you know, you're, someone has been trying to save you, you know, like T.S. Madison, 50 Cent, you know, they've done all they can to get you back in good graces with Lee Daniels, you're, you're getting booked for stuff, and here you go again acting like this, and I know there's women who, who listen to my podcast, or there's black women who listen to this podcast, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it, nobody wants to deal with an angry black woman. It's nothing wrong with, you know, saying how you feel and, you know, getting your point across. But if you're known as an angry black woman, you're always going to be exiled and you're always going to be last to get called up. Nobody wants to deal with that. I mean, you know, I follow a lot of things. Malcolm X, Malcolm X, you know, once said that, um, how did he say that? He said, uh, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. And he's right. He is very, very right. And just because Monique goes around acting the way she is doesn't mean she's not being disrespected. She's disrespecting herself. She is disrespecting herself. Monique didn't have to get on stage to address her contract issues and stuff. And everything's about her, if you, if you guys always notice. You know, it's about her, but she tries to push the narrative that it's about protecting other black women and all this kind of stuff like that. But in actuality, it's all about her and her not getting her way. And it's and it's just old and tired. And I hope she will grow out of it. But I'm going to go ahead and close on that story. Because I'm going to leave with this. Monique is working with uh, 50 Cent on, one, on a project on the BMF show or something like that, something that 50 Cent has. Now, we all know she's falling out falling out with a lot of these people in Hollywood, like Whoopi Goldberg and, you know, Oprah and Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, people like that. I just pray and hope at this point, Monique knows to not fall out with 50 Cent. If any of you guys know anything about 50 Cent, he is not the one to fall out with that dude will troll you to the end of the earth. Ask Ja Rule. 50 Cent will troll the hell out of Monique and she will not win that battle. One, he's too rich. One, he has too many, too much influence. And two, he'll get her. He'll say what most men wouldn't feel like saying in public to a, a woman. He'll call her a fat sloppy bitch. With a, you know, with a gay husband and all kind of stuff like, like he he he'll do that. A fat, sloppy, miserable bitch who ain't shit, who's dumb. You know, he will he will take it to that level. So I just hope that she you know she's playing her cards right because she got the right one on this who she working with now because he will drag her ass. I mean, look what he's doing to Tierra Tierra Marie. Fifty cents is suing Tierra Marie for Tierra Marie for fifty thousand dollars. And the girl still hadn't paid him because she doesn't have the money. 50 Cent, who doesn't even need $50,000, he probably spends $50,000 a night in the strip club. But, you know, she ran her mouth about him and, you know, tried to take him to court and sued him. And she lost and he countersued and won. So he wants his $50,000 and he trolls her on Twitter and, and social media about it. Knowing the girl is not working and doesn't have the money. So... That's, that's just really interesting to go with that. Like I said, I like Monique. I wish her the best. I just hope she just realizes to just, you know, sometimes you just have to accept things the way they are. 
Um, if somebody's offering you, you know, a contract and you feel like they're lowballing you and you try to negotiate and they don't want to go any higher, just decline it, girl. Just decline it. That's fine. Just fucking decline it. So you know what? Hey, you know, um, this is this was what I felt that I'm worth. You, you know, you guys are hitting me with a low, lower number. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Maybe we can work with each other later on in the future. And walk out. And, and go about your business. You know? Go about your business. And then sometimes, you're gonna have, sometimes if you want to work and you want to pay the bills, sometimes you may have to take a, a take an offer that's a little lower than what you, you would like. It's better than nothing. You know? It's better than nothing. At least you're still going to eat. At least your, your lights are still going to be cut on. And, you know, so I don't know. I don't know that woman. I don't know what's going on with her. She, she had like something just missing. She, her, um, like D.L. Hughley's daughter said, she said, Malika, Monique is playing with a crayon, uh, a box of crayons, and some of the crayons are missing. <laughs> yeah, something's off. I love her to death. I, I, like, I like her stuff, but yeah, she's, she's getting on my nerves now. Um, so on to the, yeah, you know what? That's going to be that episode. I'm going to come back with you guys. I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about another thing that's been going on the news. I'm going to talk about the Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, situation. She, she, you know, she basically came out with a statement. And also after that, I have this new segment that I'm going to start doing on, on all of my shows. It is called. I know you lying news. Um, It's basically the news of something weird that's happened in the world. And it's so weird and crazy to where you have to feel that whoever's telling you this is lying to you. So you guys stay tuned. I'll be right back. back guys this is your boy Shane Amati you listen to the Halliburton podcast show and you just got finished hearing me talk about the Monique and D.L. Hughley saga beef going on and things like that hopefully you guys enjoyed that show what are your thoughts on that I'm going to put up a link on my Spotify if you're listening to this on Spotify where you can kind of like uh, chime in and give me your opinions on it or if you follow me on my social media at uh oh my god what is my social media damn Sorry, guys, I've been drinking uh, Fireball and orange juice and, and ice cubes. So, yeah, feeling pretty good. But my social media is uh, Risen underscore Phoenix uh, 93. Um, I'll probably I'll post that information in my in my show description stuff. But anyway, um, on to the next part of the show. Um, now we're going to talk about the stuff that's been going on with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um and stuff like that. I'm not going to talk long about this because I, uh, I have I personally have been kind of tired of hearing about this uh, Will Smith Chris Rock stuff the last couple months. But um, it took a few months before Jada Pinkett Smith decided that she wanted to even elaborate or discuss the situation where her husband slapped um, Chris Rock in defense of his wife um so let's go ahead and get into it so on her recent episode of red table talk jada jada pinkett smith by the way who i think is just the most one of the most gorgeous women in the world i've always thought she was gorgeous even growing up as a kid jada pinkett smith um what's her name um tony braxton um hmm neo long who else? Holly Berry, Vivica Fox. Uh, let me think of anybody else. Um, Monica. Um, those women were women that I thought were just uh, just unbelievably gorgeous growing up. Like I remember watching Jada Pinkett on um, A Different World when she played on that show and. She just was so good. It was she was just so damn gorgeous. It made no sense. 
Granted, she was very thin and small, and she had like no breasts, she had like no ass, but she had the prettiest skin, the prettiest hairstyle, and the prettiest eyes, and the prettiest smile. And I'm one of those kinds of guys like looks are very important to me, um, but I don't have a I don't have a one way type type of thing. Like I might like I might like a skinny one today, but tomorrow I may like them a little big. So like I'm all over the place with that. Well, shit. I'm all over the place with everything, to be quite honest with you. But anyway, I've always thought Jana Pickett-Smith was just gorgeous and just great to look at. Um, my favorite movie that she played in that I actually liked was actually Set It Off. The other movies that she were in, that she was in, um, what's the one with uh, Poetic Justice? Oh, yeah, Poetic Justice with Tupac. That was a very good movie. Um, she's just very, she's just so pretty. And even at her age now, she's just just stunning just unbelievably stunning but unfortunately she's a little cuckoo she comes off a little cuckoo very successful very rich but I do I do personally feel excuse me guys I personally feel when you hit the tax bracket of like a Jada Pinkett and Will Smith you're going to seem cuckoo and, and weird to regular people like myself. You know, you're going to think, because they're going to do things, everything they're going to do is going to be completely different from what I do. They're going to think different. They're around different types of people. They have, you know, access to things. You know, people like me, we're focusing on, you know, paying our bills and getting through the month and stuff like this and setting, setting aside money, going like vacations and stuff like this. People like that, they're not worried about it. You know, they're worried about when they're going to get that next $50 million movie deal contract. You know, you know, things like that. And by the way, like she, you know, she has money. You know, she has her money. Will has his money. His son is a model and doing his thing. The daughter, she apparently does her thing and has, you know, money coming in. So they're, they're a working family. I respect it. I just think they're really weird as hell. But anyway, let's get into this wreck table talk. Sorry that I was rambling on. I just wanted to talk about how gorgeous Jada Pickett-Smith was, is, and some of the women that I remember um, growing up just wishing that I had a had a moment to marry them and be with them. And that clearly hasn't happened yet. I just didn't move my ass out of South Carolina. Maybe it will. But anyway, um, on the latest episode of the Red Table Talk, Jada Pickett-Smith finally speaks on the situation with Will Smith and the Chris Rock uh incident she speaks very candidly and she looks directly into the camera like she's freaking um the queen of england or you know the first lady of the united states and she has to speak to a a mass of people about a big incident that's happened that's affecting the world um and this and this is and uh this is verbatim what she says and i quote my deepest hope is that these two intelligent capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. She also says, the state of the world today, we need them both. And we all actually need one another more than ever. Until then, Will and I are continuing to do what we have done for the last 20 years, and that's keep figuring out this thing called life together. This is quote Jada Pinkett Smith. Hmm. So I have my thoughts on that. First thought is who, whatever PR team that she has, uh, Monique needs to hire that PR team because that whoever wrote this for her to say knew how to engage and answer the questions without answering the questions. It was not messy. It left everyone thinking, really, girl, this is the best you can do? You are not taking up for the fact that your husband was taking up for you? And let's be really honest. The world needs both of these men deep. These guys are these are middle-aged actors. Who, who gives a shit? I know I don't. I'm not a huge Will Smith fan. 
You know, there's nothing Will Smith done that I, I've actually liked. And many people look at me like I'm crazy, but no, I've never been a Will Smith fan. I never cared for the Fresh Prince of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, I take that back. I'm lying. I like the Bel Air show that came out uh, last well this year. I think it was on Peacock. I think it was the you know the kind of the reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I actually liked that, and, and clearly Will Smith had his hand in that. But he was not on screen, which was great. But other than that, like, I mean, like, we don't really need Will Smith anymore. The dude's, I mean, he's kind of getting washed up. Chris Chris Rock is doing his thing, you know. Really? This is, I mean, this guy got up here and defended you, um, and you're not going to even defend your own husband. You know, she, those two are just weird. If this was my wife, which is probably why I'm not married today, because I don't trust people with, with my life and my emotions and all this kind of stuff like this, like, I handle that. I don't, need, I don't need anybody else to defend me. I got it. But anyway, if I were married and I did attack a guy who was, you know, berating or making fun of my wife or whatever, um, if my wife came out with a comment like this to people or acted this way, there would be two options that my wife will give. The first option would be I will never lift my hand in defense for you ever again because you are a bitch. You are an evil, self-centered, narcissistic bitch. And I will never lift my hand again for you and get it and, and put myself in harm's way, put myself in a situation to where I can be put in jail, arrested, have, you know, me losing job offers, me, you know, going down the drain I did this in self-defense for you and you're the same bitch excuse my language guys I've been drinking you are the same self-centered bitch who on your little talk show brought this sick guy uh, August Alcina I guess she tried to nurse him back to health when he wasn't doing well and y'all had some kind of what your dumbass call an entanglement going on and you had the nerve to bring this to, to, to the world to, to, to see. Really? You know, we were trying to figure this thing out in life. And you're my wife. I love you. I want I want this to work. And I feel that I need to be more protective. So, yeah, I got up and protected you. This man, you know, made fun of you and your health condition on TV. Granted, it was kind of funny. And I don't think it necessarily warned, warned it a slap. But, hey. I have to go home with you. I have to ride home in the car with you. Like, I'm your husband. I have to look you in the face. Like, most husbands, you're not going to just talk shit about their wife and just get away with it. But for the wife to not defend a man who was defending her, it's just sick. She's sick, and I don't think those people are are emotionally married, if that makes sense. I don't feel that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are really married. I think they are necessarily very friendly with each other. They may be best friends. They be, may be mentally married, financially married, but spiritually and emotionally, those two are probably as further apart as I don't know what. You know, and I and see, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't know. You know, there's been rumors going around for years that they are swingers. I mean, has to see, it, has, it seems that way because for Will to still be with a woman who's been dealing with a younger guy, you know, less, less influence, less money, and, you know, talking about her entanglement with him and stuff like that, um, it leads you to believe, like, well, hell, do you guys have, uh, an agreement going on or something like this? Like, what is that about? So, yeah, so for me, my wife did that. No, one, I'm not going to defend you ever again. Two, the fact that you're my wife and you have put me in a position to where I don't feel that you will defend me if I defend you is going to eat away at me so bad to where, you know what? I got to go be with someone who I'm not miserable with because that's going to make me miserable. I am with somebody who I don't even like. I don't even like you enough to defend you because I don't feel you even like me enough to defend me. Where, where's the bond here? You, you don't got my back. And isn't that what marriage is about? Let me tell y'all this. There are some people out here. If you come, if you attack their husband, 
you attack their wife, they don't care who you are or what the situation is. You got to deal with both of them. You got to deal with both. And for a wife to act like this and, you know, not even apologize towards to towards Chris Rock, you know, in a sense, who was actually attacked, talking about, you know, hopefully they can work this, reconcile this. Um, he was a comedian on stage giving jokes and got and got assaulted. You need you need to talk about your husband being reconciled, girl. But back to what I was saying, yeah, I would divorce her ass. Eventually, I would divorce her. I'm like, yeah, this is not working. I need me a wife who has my back. To be honest with you, yep. I need a wife who will, you know, when I act up and cra- you know act crazy in public, who can, you know, when we get in the house, tell me how it is. Give it to me straight and hard because that's the only way to get through this Virgo's head. My head can be very hard. You can't do it sideways. You got to come at it full force. Just say, hey, look, what you did was fucked up. That was some stupid ass shit. Don't you ever do that again. You know, if you keep, if that's how you're going to act and embarrass me in public again, you need to find somebody else to, to bring around again. That's kind of, that's kind of why I have to, you know, I can, can see. And you know what expect for a black woman to be strong, but you know, she comes out with this this phony uh, aloof response here. But she's in Hollywood. She didn't want to further escalate anything. She just wanted to subtly just talk about it. Um, do I think Chris Rock has any interest in reconciling with, with um, Will Smith on this issue? Probably not. He probably He's probably over both of those two and you know he's he's still making his money. He's on exile. He hasn't lost any jobs like Will Smith has. Granted, I think Will Smith will you know will be okay for the rest of his life. But um, I just think that at least thought those is really just really stupid. And unfortunately, Jada Pickett is a very very beautiful woman. But for me, as a person who goes to movie theaters and people who you know, follow things on social media. I have zero interest in either one of those two now. Essentially, like I, I, I they're just too weird, and I just, I just, just don't make any sense, you know. Because if that's what she was going to say, she should have said nothing at all, like she's done for the last couple of months. Act as if it didn't happen. That would have been just fine. Um, it's real stupid. And people say, "Oh, you use the word stupid a lot." Yeah. To me, the word stupid means it's just like, I I don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't have any depth. It doesn't have any moral code to it. Um, and at your point in life to where you not to be able to be, to present death and have a moral code to something makes me feel that, you know, something's going on with you and you're just a little stupid. And I think this whole situation was very stupid. Um, granted, you know, uh, Jada will move on her career. Hopefully one day we'll, we'll grant, I don't support the guy. I don't watch any of his stuff. Um, pe- like period, maybe one day he'll move on from this and, you know, he'll be able to get work and stuff like that. Um, and truth be told, if anybody was going to be on this direct table, talk to talk about this, maybe she should have invited her freaking husband on the show. Lady, you have this huge platform. Why not bring your husband on the show? To, to try to, you know, soften the, the, the blow that he did. You know? Granted, it would have kept him in the news media, but, I mean, hey. Say, hey, man, I was going through something that night, or I was drunk, or I was intense, or I had this going on and stuff like this. Granted, you know, we live in a society where people have all these triggers and they hide behind triggers. But sometimes you have to be straight up honest. Even if the person who you have assaulted or harmed doesn't necessarily believe it. If it is true and you're going through something and this caused you to lash out and do something that is out of your character, either they accept your apology or not, but at the end of the day, you're the one who has to go lay down and go to sleep at night. You're the person that's looked yourself in the mirror. You're the one who has, to, has, who has to face your family on a daily basis. Why not do it with a clean heart, clean, pure heart, you know? So that is my thoughts on that situation. Um, before I let you guys go, like I, uh, I have this new segment that I want to start doing on my, on my podcast. It is called, I know you lying news. If anybody doesn't know what that means, if someone, if you tell somebody a story that's so crazy and they say, I know you lying, that means 
that you got you got it. This is so crazy, stupid. Like this is so nutty to where you have to explain more in depth because this is crazy and unheard of. So the first segment of I know you lying news starts with this manager of a Popeyes in America somewhere. I, I did research, but I didn't think to do the research of exactly which Popeyes this was at. I think it was in the Midwest somewhere. Um, there's this guy named Marquez J. Sean Smith, who was the manager of a Popeyes store who was arrested for assaulting a 16-year-old female employee. Uh, Marquez, in this video, if you guys can go, you know, can go watch the YouTube video, just type in Marquez J. Sean Smith was arrested for slapping and assaulting a 16-year-old female because she was clocking out early to go home. Yeah. This male, who they said was 5'5", attacked a female 16-year-old teenage employee girl who was clocking out to go home. He was or he was fired. I mean, well, he was arrested. Of course, he was fired. Um, the video goes has gone viral of the manager assaulting this female employee uh, for clocking out um, early, which is stupid. Um, he was charged with battery cruelty to a minor first degree. In the video, he talks about this girl was being disrespectful and he would lose his job um, over, I guess, whatever kind of animosity that they have going on. Um, it's, it's unbelievably crazy. You guys have got to go watch that video. It is his name is Marquez J. Sean Smith. He is the Popeyes manager. Just type that in on YouTube. You guys know how to find it. The video was just crazy. Like I couldn't believe this man was a, was hitting a a female in a store, and he's the manager. It just goes to show, like like a lot of these places, anybody can get a little get a job title. They're giving job titles to anybody. Like for one, you're a man. You're a manager. You don't have the professionalism to know how to handle a 16-year-old girl. You you know, you feel comfortable enough to assault a female who's just going home early. Granted, I don't know all the details behind it, but um, you're the manager. If the girl wanted to go home early, let her go. There's nothing you can do about it. We're in America. Any of us can walk off on a job at any time, and you can't make a mistake. Granted, you can fire us, you know, which he should have done. He should have said, hey, you know what? I didn't approve you leaving early. You know, if you go ahead and leave, just let you know, you know, that's, that's, you know, I'm going to have to terminate you, you know, um, but to fight her and then to be one, be a, to, to lose your job and then get arrested. It's just stupid. Hopefully he gets his ass beat because you're a man going around here fight, you know, fighting a, a girl, a, a child at that. You know, this girl is 16, I mean, 16 years old. Six years ago, she was 10. She doesn't under, She doesn't know any better, you know? That's why you got to teach them. You don't fight somebody because they're trying to leave. Like, did y'all have a relationship going on or something? Like, what the hell? This is, this is a job. It's Popeye's. It's not that damn serious. Shit, I'm a person. Hell, if I worked at a fast food restaurant, which I've never have done in my life, I'd probably walk out the first day or two. I'm not doing that stuff. I'm not, you know, going to come in smelling, going home smelling like fried chicken and and giving people French fries and biscuits and, and asking them what kind of drink they want. That's not for everybody. And, you know, and I respect the people, you know, there's honor in all work, don't get me wrong, but every job ain't for everybody. And some people just can't deal with it. And plus, hell, this girl may have not been feeling well. That happens. We all, we all go to work sometimes and we don't feel good and we just can't make it through the day and we just have to go home and we have to go lay down and and go you know focus on what's going on with our bodies because we can't make it through this shit we don't like it we don't like being here for one we can't lay down you know you, you gotta you gotta keep working and you gotta keep pushing yourself some days you just can't do it and maybe this was a day where the girl couldn't do it mr mr smith i know you're freaking fried chicken and biscuits and and um dirty rice and pinto beans and macaroni and cheese ain't that ain't that good to where you have to fight people who want to leave you should let this girl go just tell her say well you know I'm gonna have to fire you if you, if you leave I didn't approve, approve this of this whatever but to put your hands on her hopefully 
her brothers or her boyfriend or her daddy or uncles or somebody will find your ass when you got a deal and beat your ass for that because you need your ass whooped. Sorry. Point blank. You need your ass whooped for that shit because that's crazy. You don't put your hand on a female, especially someone's child. A 16-year-old child. Oh, yeah. I'm sure her mom or her aunt, somebody is waiting to get their hands on you. And clearly, you are a punk. You are a punk. I mean, the way he was going at the girl, clearly, he's, you know, he... He feels that, you know, women, you know, he kind of came off feminine. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, he looks at himself as a female. So I guess he feels that he can fight him. But anyway, guys, yeah, I know that sounds like a crazy story. But yeah, that's that's it for I Know You Lying News. Just stay tuned for the podcast shows. I will always have this segment on the show where I tell something really crazy and out of the way because that was really crazy and out of the way. But God Almighty, what would you guys do if you sent your 16-year-old child to work? And your child clocked out early for whatever reason, even if they just wanted to quit and go home. And they came home and told you the manager assaulted them and put their put their hands on them and, and people caught it on video. I know y'all would flip. And I know some of the ladies who listen to my show who are mothers, I know for a fact those women will stop what the hell they're doing, go down to that place, to that to that Popeyes, go behind that counter, go they, they would catch a charge. I know. Um, so hopefully this guy gets his ass whooped in prison or something like this because he needs it. It's crazy. But yeah, that's enough for this um, for this episode of, uh, of the uh, Halliburton Show, guys. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole Jada Pinkett Smith response thing? She's kind of crazy and, and they're getting kind of old. It's just kind of like, yeah. Y'all are not normal. Y'all are aliens, so we, we get it now. Right? But anyway... Appreciate you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned for story time that I have coming up in another another segment. It will be another episode um, of the Halliburton Show. Appreciate you guys for listening. Y'all take care. Love y'all. Bye.